0: 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning a new series entitled Standing Firm. We'll, over the next five weeks, walk through the book of 1 Thessalonians, uh, look at uh, the five chapters, highlight uh, uh, select passages from each of uh, the chapters, uh, and walk through uh, those uh, together. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 is where we're going to start, uh, uh, verses 1 through 10. Uh, but before we dive in, some of you may vaguely remember uh, the uh, well-known controversial commercial that came out in 1993, uh, including uh, the Hall of Fame uh, uh, forward, right, uh, NBA star Charles Barkley, it was a Nike commercial where he emphatically said on multiple occasions, I am not a role model. Uh, the purpose of the commercial was good in the fact that uh, he was trying to encourage parents, right, to do their job in raising their kids, Right. And so what he was saying was, hey, it's not my responsibility just because I can dunk a basketball. It's not my responsibility to raise your kids up for you. He was encouraging them right to uh, raise their kids. But we know right uh, in reality, he was not telling the truth. There were so many people that looked up to him, even though he was a controversial player uh, because of the spotlight and the stage that he had. Folks looked up to him. He, in fact, was a role model one way or another. Right. For those that were around them. And in the same way, church, whether you've got kids or not. Right. Whether you've been saved five days or 50 years. The reality is you, too, are a role model one way or another. Right. In regards to the Christian faith. There are people that are looking up to you. Right. And how you live. And you're either, here it is, gathering folks, right, drawing them closer to the kingdom of God, or you are scattering them away. One way or another, right, we are role models, examples here. I say all that because the text that we're getting ready to look at, right, uh, uh, Paul, the writer of this book, is going to speak highly of the influence that the church in Thessalonica, the Christians that are there in Thessalonica, the influence that they have had on the world. How, in fact, they were positive Romans, How, in fact, they were setting the example right of faith for the rest of the world. Uh, The Apostle Paul planted this church right in Thessalonica during his second missionary journey. Uh, You could see it chronicled in Acts chapter 17. Look at the history of it there. And he writes this letter as an encouragement for the Thessalonian church to, hey, like we talked about last week, keep on keeping on. Encouraging them. We'll see throughout, right, uh, uh, points that speak to uh, uh, end times, right? Uh, we'll see points that speak to standing firm. But ultimately, the encouragement, right, is for them to continue and to be great role models for the Lord. That's what I've entitled the message today. Setting the example of faith. Th- First Thessalonians chapter one. If you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. Uh, and We're going to read verses one through ten. Uh, Together, if you don't have a copy of God's word, the verses are on the screen and you can follow along there. This is what the word of the Lord says, says this Paul. Sylvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God, the father and our Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you, not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Can I go ahead and throw this in free of charge? Right. Whenever somebody sees that word chosen. Folks that are into theology, oh, they get to thinking, oh, man, elect, predestination, all these things, right? Uh, uh, Paul explicitly says here, hey, this is how we know, man, that you're part of God's chosen people. In the fact that you've received the gospel. Can I go ahead and give it to you? Hey, those, you may ask, hey, who are the elect? Who are God's chosen people? Those that have placed their faith and trust in Jesus. Hey, God doesn't choose some people to go to heaven and choose some people to go to hell. Hey, he desires for all to come to faith in him you're elect man when you've placed your faith and trust in jesus you're part of the team and so the call for us man is to share man the gospel with all folks man no one is too far gone to receive man the good news of jesus christ let me keep going says this you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake So that we need not say anything for they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to Come. Again, the title of the message today is, hey, setting the example of faith. Hey, what kind of example, man, are you setting? Man, when it comes to your walk with Jesus Christ, man, setting the example of faith. Lord God, we love you. We ask that you would continue to meet us here, Lord. God, have your way in this place. Speak to us. Lord God, we know the reality fact that, hey, unless you come, Lord, nothing's going to happen, Lord. I pray that us as your people, Lord, as we gather, we would enjoy each other's fellowship, enjoy connecting with one another. God, reflect on your goodness and grace as we celebrate our fourth birthday. Lord, but above all else, God, I pray that we would come, God, looking to meet with you. That's what we need above all else, Lord, for us to meet with you. God, and to leave differently than the way we came. Lord, speak to us. God, encourage us, God, to be folks that look to set, man, the right example of faith. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Paul, in this discourse here, in the first part of chapter 1, speaks to, man, the Thessalonian church setting the right example of faith. And here's the thing. Man, Paul isn't one of those dudes that just says stuff just to say stuff. He's being real and serious. As you know, right, uh, churches that were cutting up, man, hey, he got them right. He spoke truth to them. If you go to the book of Galatians. Right? It speaks to that. Him getting real and honest with the church at Galatia there. And so when he says, man, what he says pertaining to this church and the example that they're setting, he means it. He means it. And I believe, right, as believers, as the church enlarged today, hey, we can take away uh, some uh, measures, if you will, man, on how to set the right example of faith based on what we see here in uh, the text. Two measures, man, on how we set the... Right example of faith that we see here in the text. The first measure is this. Hey, we ought to set the example of faith in how we walk. and how we walk. That's what Paul says here to us right about the church in Thessalonica, man. Hey, they walk the walk, Brother Dwayne. Paul says, hey, the evidence of the fact that they know Jesus was seen and how they lived their life. Their life was different. Some of you may know this, but I'll go ahead and tell it to you anyway. Hey, if you met the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And you, and you say that he's come to save you, your life's going to look different. Hello, going to look different. And you may not have, right, a crazy testimony. Hey, you were a man so far gone from him, then you got right and you, you're all of a sudden preaching in churches. Right. As you know, some of those remarkable testimonies that we see, that may not be it. But hey, there's going to be a change. There'll be a change when you meet with him. Your life is different. It's different. And and that's what we see right with the the church, the, the children of God there in Thessalonica. Their life was different. Hey, their faith in Jesus showed in how they walked and they set the example of how they walked with him by how they lived. We see, right, a couple of ways, right, uh, Paul highlights here in the text, man, uh, a couple of uh, ways that he encourages the Thessalonica church that we can take with us, right, uh, uh, and how they walked the walk. We see here first, man, Paul give praise to them for their committed service. Look, he says, verse 3, hey, man, we remember before God and our Father your work of faith and labor of love. There, Those two words, work and labor, are synonyms in the Greek language. What he's saying is this, hey, we praise the Lord, right, for how diligent you have been in service to him. Man, hey, they were committed, right, to serving God. Hey, because God had saved them, they couldn't help but to serve. Did you hear me? Hey, because God had changed their life, right, they couldn't help, man, but to bring an offering of service to him. Their service didn't save them. Right. But because they were saved, they couldn't help but to serve my, my, my church. Hey, The same truth applies for us in here today. Right. A marker right? of us walking the walk is choosing to be folks that diligently serve him. Right, we see the motivating factors there, right? Their work of faith and labor of love. Hey, they worked and served God, man, in faith that what they were doing for him, right, was actually making a difference. Some of us, man, we struggle to serve because we don't think the work that we do for the Lord, man, he's going to actually use. Hey, they had faith, man, that God was going to use what they had been called to do. And in the same way, hey, he's going to use, man, the work that you choose to do for the Lord. Psalm 127 says this, hey, unless the Lord builds the house, man, hey, the labor's in vain. Hey, that means it's if God has called you to it, whatever it is, man, hey, the work isn't in vain. It's not. Man, so choose to be committed and working. And faith, and we see there that he says, "Hey, labor of love, man. It was out of a heart of love, man, for the Lord and His church that these folks, man, served Him. Served." Him. Here's what I've come to understand, right? I know I'm called to, to you know, uh, to, to, you know, do this. In terms of my profession, if you will, this is a calling right to serve God. But here's what I've come to understand as I've walked close, you know, closer with the Lord and have grown in him since I've known him. Hey, as my love for him grows, man, my heart to want to serve him and and be all in for him has grown. A lot of folks, they think it's opposite. Hey, the longer that they know the Lord, the less that they're wanting to 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 do for him. The, hey, The longer that they've known the Lord, hey, the more it's like, hey. I can't wait to see him, which we all ought to have. But, man, in their mind, that means, hey, just simply coasting until that day comes when we see him face to face. Man, hey, as we walk with him and our love for him grows, man, our heart to want to serve him ought to grow as well. And so what does that look like in your world? Great places to serve here in the life of our church here. I'm looking around the crowd and we've got some diligent servants of the Lord, man. I'm thankful for you. Thankful for you. There may be some of you in here, hey, you know, you've been coming for a little while, but you hadn't plugged in and served in an area of ministry. I'm not looking to condemn you today. I'm just looking to encourage you. Man, hey, walking the walk, man, consists of choosing to be folks that say, God, hey, with what I have, use it. I'll serve you. Not just inside these walls, but outside of it as well, man, we see that the. Thessalonian people, man, were folks that were committed to service. Man, that's setting an example. And by the way, hey, it's a good example of parents in here to set for your kids, man. Them seeing you on the front line serving God. You don't think that that leaves an impression as they get older? You don't think it leaves an impression that, hey, it's not just about coming and seeing on a Sunday, but it's about, hey, being a part of the body? Setting the right example. Faith consists of committed service secondly we see here as we go down the text here man it consists of continual faith look what it says there labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our lord jesus christ right that steadfastness of hope it speaks to the thessalonians faith in jesus christ even though persecution was real and rampant in their life you think it's difficult now Man, hey, let's go back to the first century, man, where the, the, the folks in Thessalonica were. You've got, hey, Jewish believers, right, that are getting persecuted by their own people for believing in Jesus. You've got Gentile Christians, right, that are getting persecuted, you know, are part of that persecution with what's going on in Rome at the time. They're going through it. They're going through it. But, hey, even though they were going through it, hey, they continued, man, to have faith in the Lord. The Thessalonians in every season of life kept on keeping on in the faith out of the hope that they had in Jesus Christ. Man, continual faith. What did that consist of? Man, hey, they, that, that consisted of them being people of prayer in every season. Right? Hey, they, they weren't just going to God as if he was some kind of genie in a bottle or some kind of vending machine whenever they needed something. When things were great, man, they were consistent in prayer. Hey, hey, when things were rough, man, they continued in prayer. Hey, they were people of worship in every season. They didn't let the attitudes and feelings in that moment dictate how they worship God. Man, they were, conti- they, they were constant in worship in every season of life. And they were people of gratitude in every season of life. Man, even though life was difficult. Here it is, Brother Derek. They learned how to turn that frown upside down. You heard that old cliche, that that little element? Because, hey, they understood how grateful they were, right, to be a part of God's family. They understood how grateful they were to have a family of faith that they could lean on. Man, they had an attitude of gratitude in every season of life. Man, continual faith. Can that be said of your life? When those folks look at you, man, and, and some of the folks in here, man, you've probably walked through, man, the deepest valley, you're probably in the deepest valley, deepest darkest season of your life right now. Man, when folks look at you, man, can they say, hey, they know that they're going through it, but they understand that, hey, at the end of the day, it is well with their soul. Man, continual faith. Thirdly, we see this, right? They were folks that walked the walk because we saw, man, that they, the Thessalonian church, walked in the conviction of the Spirit of God, which says, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. Man, they walked in the conviction of the Spirit of God. You may say, Pastor what does that mean? Well, I'll go ahead and tell you what it doesn't mean. I remember in high school, Right, I got a chance to help lead FCA at my school, fellowship of Christian athletes, but there was another Bible study ministry that was going on with folks that, you know, were a little more charismatic than the church I grew up going to. Right? Nothing wrong. Hey, coming from a charismatic background at all. But I remember I went to their little prayer, you know, service that they had before school, and man, I was pumped up, you know, connected with my boy that was leading the ministry there. And so I'm sitting there, you know, excited. Start praying. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I mean, combustible. Folks, hey, started hooping and hollering, shouting in tongues, running around hey, the, the, the building. Hey, tongues, you know, hey, spiritual gifts, right? The spiritual gifts are in the scripture. But I know, you know, based on what it says here, you know, there should be an interpreter. And I didn't know what they were saying. Didn't know what they were saying. And I remember thinking, man, is this what, man, you know, walking in the spirit felt like? You know, they're talking about getting caught up in the spirit. No, not necessarily. Hey, walking in the conviction of the Spirit is, hey, asking the Lord right every single day to fill you with the Spirit. Hey, when we come to faith in Jesus, man, hey, we possess all the Spirit of God, but we need a daily filling of Him. And then being willing to submit to His leadership and Lordship. So as you walk, man, and live life, hey, you've got plans, you've got, hey... Direction, things that you gotta do, but as you walk, right, walking close with the Lord, man, being filled with the Spirit, hey, as God tells you, hey, and go, go and talk to that waiter or waitress there. Man, share the gospel with them. Hey, as the Lord leads you, hey, why don't you call that friend you hadn't talked to in a while? You choose to do it. And by the way, that, that's where the power is. That's in walking in the Spirit in the spirit. So many believers today. Man, are walking in a dryless. Dead. Faith. Because they're not willing to. And walk in the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We see the church in Thessalonica man. Hey. They walked in the spirit. Call for us man is to. Choose to do the same thing. Walk in the conviction of. The spirit. Because that's where the power is there. Work of the spirit was evident in their lives and it was showcased in what was taking place in their midst. Folks were getting saved. And folks were getting healed. Man, life change was taking place. And wouldn't it be to God, man, that that would happen in our life as well. Did you know that the same spirit that, that was at work there in the first century is the same spirit that lives inside of us today? Did you know that? Did you know that the same God, man, that worked and moved in the first century, there's the same God that is able to work and move today? Man, perhaps, man, he wants to continue to do those things. But it takes us being willing, man. To come under his leadership. They walked in the conviction of the Spirit of God, and then fourthly, we see here, right, they walked in consistent discipleship. Look what it says in verse 6. And you, talking about the church of Thessalonica, became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you received the word in much much affliction and with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Hey. The church in Thessalonica, man, they looked up to Paul and Timothy and Slovenus, right? They looked up to them as models, examples for their faith. They understood, hey, we're, we're new in this whole Christian thing, man. We love the Lord. We're fired up for him. But we know that, man, hey, we need molding. We need leadership. We need guidance. And so, man, they allowed for these guys, man, even though they were far away, they allowed for them. Men to invest in them, pour into their life. These three men who wrote this book were examples, models for the Thessalonian church to follow. Here's the truth today. No matter how far, man, you are in your Christian life. Hey, no matter how much Bible you know. No matter how much knowledge you possess. Possess. The reality is, man, hey, all of us, man, need somebody investing in our life, pouring into us, discipling us. And by the way, we need to be doing that for somebody else, for other folks. Parents in here, hey, the Lord's already given you folks to do that with. Your kids, hey, that's your first ministry. Investing in them. Giving them the... Word of God, being a model and example to them. But all of us need people, man, to invest in our life. We can always learn and grow from somebody further along in their faith. man. And by the way, a key component in the growth and maturity of a church is folks that are willing, man, to be poured into. Man, are you open to that? Or you like me at times and you think that you got it all figured out. Hello. Hey, a lot of times, Brother Dwayne, I like to think because I got a couple degrees, man, that I got it figured out. Because I can quote a couple verses. I got it figured out. But that, hey, that's not it at all, man. Not at all. I need somebody pouring into me, investing in me. Likewise, you as well, man. Hey, the Thessalonian church, hey, they walked the walk. Can that be said of your life? These indicators that we just highlighted here, man, can can that be, is that seen in your life? Is that real there? We see that they walk the walk, but then secondly and lastly, and I'm finished this morning. Hey, I know it's a little dreary outside, a little wet. Eyes may be getting a little heavy. It's all right. We almost through. I get it. Love y'all. Hey, hey, hey. By the way, if you are a little tired, man, we got cake out there celebrating our four birthdays. So get you a little sugar rush if you need some. But secondly and lastly, what we see here of the Thessalonian church, right, is not only did they set the example in how they walked, but they set the example of faith in how they talked. Hey, they walked the walk, but also, hey, they talked the talk. Look back at the text. Man, look what it says. It says this in verse 8, hey, for not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. Hey, the Thessalonian church, man, they modeled by how they lived. Man, you know what it looks like to be a believer? And they told others about, hey, what it looks like, man, to come to faith in Jesus, how they can come to faith in him. Man, they talked the talk. They were willing to share. They didn't know a ton. They weren't like Paul, man, and some of these other Jewish leaders of the time. They didn't know a ton of stuff. But what they knew was that, hey, this Jesus that came and died for them is the same Jesus that came and died, man, for that person that did not know him. They were willing to talk the talk. And what that looks like, right, hey, is this for us in here, man, it's number one. Hey, being folks that are willing to share Man, the gospel with folks. Be willing, hey, to to share the message of the gospel. Share, man, about who this Jesus is with the world. Man, not be ashamed of it. Are you willing to live outward and share the gospel with those that are around you? Man, we ought not be ashamed of sharing this good news with the lost. Man, I remember just this week, Wednesday, I was at Northeast... Uh, high school right for uh the fca meeting that they had man got a chance to share the word uh there right uh you know great work man god's doing a lot of stuff there um you know it's awesome matter of fact i see you know miss talia in the house she's one of the leaders there high school student at, at northeast uh there with the fca uh, god's doing a lot of stuff there but uh afterwards Right, there were a couple of students that had some questions, and I always love question time, man. You know, they ask questions, and I try my best to share them, or share, you know, the answers that I have with them. Uh, and we got to talking about, uh, uh the Trinity, which obviously, you know, the depths of it, so deep, man. If someone says they got it figured out, run far away, first and foremost, because they don't. But we got to talking about the Trinity, and one of the guys, right, uh, responded and say, man, you know the the truth. That, that's what I don't really understand. You know how how is it that you know God was you know was synonymously right one being yet three distinct persons. How, how does that work? And then he began to share a little bit more, and I understood right then and there. Oh, uh, this student man, he, he's a part of a different faith movement that isn't Christian. You know, he, he didn't believe that Jesus was was born. Right. He didn't believe in the immaculate uh, uh, conception. Right. He believed that Jesus physically. Uh, born by normal, natural means. And so at that moment, man, I, I almost was like, man, hey, I, I've got a meeting here in a little while. I, I can't really spend time, you know, divulging and all this, you know, because I didn't want to, in my mind, personally offend him. Hello. But, man, I hey, felt led of the Lord, man, to share. Hey, look, this is what we believe. It's what we believe. And, and this is critical, man. If you don't believe this, then you're not a believer in love. Say all that not to paint myself as the hero, but, man, to share with you the reality. Man, it's so easy just to simply shy away when God opens up those doors, swings those doors open wide for us to share the gospel with folks. We ought to be willing to share. You know what I believe? We don't see it explicitly here, man. But the Thessalonian church, man, hey, they were willing to be folks to let the the word of God go forth across the world, man. And they were willing to share the good news because, man, there was an excitement there, man. Hey, there was a, a, you know, a, a love, if you will, that they just couldn't get over. They were so pumped up about, man, what God had done in their life and what he was doing in and around them. They couldn't help but to share with them. And I think what may happen in the church is that God and the gospel, what Jesus has done in our life, may become too familiar to us. May perhaps because of circumstances, man, busyness of life, That, man, what Jesus done is just another piece of news that we add on to all that goes on in our life from day to day. When it's not. Man, Lord, help us to return to our first love. Help us to, man, burn with passion again. Man, to want to share this news, man, that has the power to save. Romans 1.16 says that. Has the power to save. Help us to not allow, man, for... This news, man, what Jesus did to become too familiar to us. Help us not to be so absorbed, man, in life that we miss the moments where we can share. I and mean, then we gotta be willing to share the gospel. And then secondly and lastly, right, we gotta be willing to share our testimony. It says here that they themselves Report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. And who is Paul talking about when he says they themselves? We're not talking about the Thessalonian believers he's writing today. He's not talking about uh, him, you know, him, Sylvanus, and Timothy. Who's talking about? A lot of scholars believe, right, that at that time, because Thessalonica was such a, uh, you know, big port city, man, a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of Christian, Christian missionaries from other places would come, right, to see what's going on there in that place. And, man, when they were there, the Thessalonian church, man, the believers there would share the testimony and all that God was doing there. And it would encourage those missionaries. Right. And they would report back to Paul and Slavenus and Timothy where they were, man, and and encourage them with what was going on in the midst of man the churches that were there. That's like. So when it talks about, hey, when I when I when I say, hey, be willing to share your testimony. Right. Speaking in the context of, man, the church. Yes. Share your testimony with the lost. But, man, part of this call and talking the talk, man, is to be honest, man, with those that are in our church midst. Not just talk about the weather and sports and things. Man, yeah, you know, great talk about those. You know, great topics. But go beyond that. Man, share about, man, what God is teaching you in your word. Share about, man, what he did in the life, man, of your family. Share about, man, hey, all the great things he's done for you. Share about how, hey, even though, man, you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you've been able to hold on, man, to the promises of God, and he's been able to see you through Hey, be willing to share, man, the testimony on what God is doing in your life. Cause hey, that in turn may encourage somebody around you that may need to hear it. Hey, be willing to share, man. Hey, don't, don't, don't be afraid, man, that you're going to be that person. Right? That's, oh man, you know. Oh, there, there, there's, uh, you know, overly optimistic Lucy. Right? Oh, just hey, just talking about all that God's doing again. I just want to say, I just want somebody to grieve. I just want somebody to, you know, to be pessimistic with. And don't worry about being that person, man. Hey, be willing to share. Man, what God is doing in your life. As the Psalm says, hey, encourage folks to come and listen what God has done for your soul. Man, be willing to share your testimony with the lost. And by the way, man, hey, if the Lord's working, man, you ought to not be one that's shy in telling others about what He's doing in your life. I know this, Brother Ryan. Hey, when the Rangers finally made it to the World Series, I know everybody watched, but I told everybody, hey, we're back. We're back in the World Series. First time since I was in college. We've been horrible for the last decade, but we're back. Hey, When the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl and win it finally, at some point in my, in my life, Lord willing, I believe it's this year, but I'm, you know, I'm that optimistic, overly optimistic Lucy person. Hey, when they get there, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm gonna tell everybody, you're gonna hear about it, you're gonna see it, in, in, in the jersey that I'm wearing up here while I'm preaching. We're, hey, we're gonna celebrate. Even if I'm the only one celebrating, me and Brother Ed, the only people celebrating in there, we're gonna celebrate, bless God, because hey, I'm not ashamed to tell folks, man, testimony, man. In the same way, (laughs) hey, in the same way, church man, when when it comes to what God has done, man, in your life and mine, may we not be folks that are not willing to share that with those that are around us. Hey, let's set the example of faith at the end of the day, man. Let's share the testimony of God's goodness in our life. And by the way, like I said, I'll go ahead and say it again, there's power in it. Remember that lady, man, uh, that was known as, uh, you know, one that, uh, man, was far from God. We see her in the scripture, John chapter 4. Have multiple husbands. Was living with a dude. Not married. Looked down upon. She met Jesus. Man, her life was changed. It said that she went back to her village in Samaria there. And t- hey, said, hey, come and see. Hear about a man, man, who told me everything I did. Shared her testimony of her encounter with Jesus. You know what happened after that? Hey, said many Samaritans believed, man. They went and saw Jesus. And many more believed. Hey, the power of the testimony. You, hey, you don't know, man, who may need to hear. Man, what the Lord's doing in your heart and life, man? Hey, setting the example of faith. The Thessalonian church, man, they chose to do it, and the call for us is to do the same thing. Hey, you're not you're not just living an isolated life, right? Where no one is looking at you and how you live. The reality is, man, all of us in here. Men are setting an example one way or another when it comes to our faith. May we be folks that choose to set the right.